0: difficult season of waiting like I have to take like a wait and see stance and sometimes it sucks some days are better than others some days I clearly can see the hand of God in the progress and things kind of other days it feels like I I'm a fool I told y'all Like it sometimes, sometimes it feels just that way. Um, But I'm built for this. Thank you for tuning in to the Redefining You podcast. On today's episode, we will be talking about stewarding our waiting season and our season of development well. This is an episode you do not wanna miss. Let's get started. Hey you, welcome back to the Redefining You podcast. It's episode three, y'all. And unfortunately, I'm here alone But our guest that was going to be joining us had some things come up and she will be moved to a later episode in the season. So we're still going to talk about all things worship. But today, we're actually going to be dealing with the topic that the Lord has been dealing with me. So buckle up, get ready, because we're talking about our waiting season, guys. Um, Before we jump into it, before we dive into it, go ahead, do me a favor. If you haven't already, we've gotten a hundred views over the last couple weeks on like a single video that's pretty impressive to say that our subscribers are exceptionally low so either you guys are re-watching it which is bomb.com or we have some silent watchers who haven't yet committed to the fam join the tribe so i encourage you if you're back one more again do me a solid go ahead and subscribe to the youtube channel share this with someone that needs to be a part of this fam And participate in the comments. If you missed out on your blessing from this last episode when we talked about purity, we had some giveaways. We gave away three whole books. And honestly, the Lord has been good and he's been faithful. And it was such an important topic that I would have been willing to go above and beyond that three that I'd already committed to. So don't miss your blessing. Subscribe so you know when things are going down here. Because good things are happening over here with the You Um, but yeah, let's get into the good things. So I, I told you previously, um, on the very first episode that I'm in a very unique season of my life. Um, dealt with some really, really traumatic things, um, towards the end of last year and even this year, just dealing and God is constantly, you know, showing me, me. He's had a mirror to my face for a while now and I learned that I'm not. Very submissive, I'm not very gentle, I'm not very soft, and that shows up in multiple areas of my life in different ways unfortunately um I say in my business I can be a bit distrusting, I can be a bit strong and bullheaded, and you know we can we can always find a way to characterize it and say, oh but that's a good thing." you know, don't let nobody tell you anything otherwise. But when it becomes something toxic, when the things that you're employing or the traits and the characteristics that you're employing are showing up in places other than in your marriage or in your, you know, finances or, you know, at your job, but it's showing up between you and your relationship with the father. That's when, that's when it's it's kind of time to change. It's, It's one thing for you to be, who you are, because we can always say, okay, you know, the difficult child as they grow up, they grow up to be the entrepreneurs of the world, the disruptors of the world. And that's cool. But when it comes to enjoying a life of peace with the father or being a daughter or being a child of God, um, sometimes our strongness and our strength can conflict with some of the seasons that being a daughter will have you in. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Um, Being a faith girl isn't always easy, y'all. Like, it's not. It's not easy. It's not always pleasant. It's not always fair. um, But it's right. It's righteous. And one of the things that I'm learning to gain an appreciation for is the processes Um, that I constantly go through. Um, There's the growth spurts, I call it. I am growing constantly in my faith, in my confidence, in my faith, because that's a whole thing, y'all. It's one thing for you to have faith, but when it's time to exercise that faith and live that faith out loud, you can begin to question the very thing that God, you and God talk about and, you know, just enjoy and be in constantly together but when it's time to do that outside of your relationship with the father you can feel like you're not qualified you're not ready yet you haven't grown to this certain level this I'm not ready for that level of platform I'm not ready for that level of sometimes deliverance and y'all it's it's real out here I'm in a really difficult season of waiting. Like I have to take like a wait and see stance. And sometimes it sucks. Some days are better than others. Some days I clearly can see the hand of God and the progress and things kind of turning in my favor. And then other days it feels like I'm a fool. I told y'all. Like, sometimes sometimes it feels just that way. Um, But I'm built for this. I have to remind myself that I am built for this. I was created for this, for this life. And I'm created to help you guys along. Um, But through my transparency, through my own healing, through my own self-discovery, through my own growth, I know that God will use me to aid you in whatever season that you're in as well. So I have to tell y'all thank you for being here. Um, But the title of today's episode is the dangers of recklessly waiting. Y'all ready for this? The dangers of recklessly waiting. Let me ask you this. Um, The last time you went to a restaurant and the people that you were serving Um, if you've ever worked in and I've I've never worked as a waitress Um, I feel like I'm a waitress some days with my kids so it's it's different but if you've ever worked um, in the service industry if you've ever been a waitress um, or a waiter if you're a male and you are waiting on the individual that you're serving to either decide on what they want maybe the person that you're serving is you know had a negative they got an attitude and you didn't contribute to it they're dealing with life and somehow some way they're taking it out on you um, as you're as you are the one that's looking to serve what stance do you take typically in the service industry whether you're a waitress or in the customer service field they tell you that the, the customer is always right Well, in this instance, I'm looking at it from a spiritual perspective and we are servants of God, right? So in our service of Him, we are doing what it is that He would have us to do. I mean, we are waiting on the Father and our definition of waiting could literally be linked to time, but it could also be in our service of Him. And you know, you looking to let let me go and serve you so I can get this tip, this reward, this, this whatever it is, so that I can get on to the next. But our service to the Father never ends and our waiting never ends. So, what are we doing in our season of waiting? Because we're always waiting on something. Like, none of us have gotten to a place where we have exactly what we need from the Father and we're just living. Without error, like we're living the way that we desire to live ultimately, like none of us have arrived there yet. We're always wanting more. And we got to be careful with that because we can be recklessly wanting as well. But something that the Father has been really showing me is that the life that I'm desiring to live, I'm not ready for, I don't even have the capacity spiritually physically mentally emotionally to handle the level of harvest that I'm praying for not right now I don't have the capacity I'm not stretched enough or either I'm not empty enough meaning I'm harboring things whether that can be resentment whether that could be childhood trauma I mean disappointment regret I don't have the space internally To receive all that he has and wants to give me and has said is mine. Because you could be holding on to a promise right now and you're like, God, you promised me this. Where is it? Where is it? Yet you're impatient with the thing that he said is coming. He said it's coming. But we, sometimes we we get frustrated with the wait with the time that it's taking for the promise to manifest itself. And I'm going to be honest and say, I'm with you. I've, I've felt everything, every frustration, every doubt that you're feeling in this season. If that's you, I'm with you. I see you. I feel you. I empathize with you. And know that you're not alone. If you ever needed to hear that, if you ne- ever needed to Just be validated in that emotion where you're feeling alone and feeling unseen and feeling unheard and feeling overlooked. Um, You're not. You're not. Um, Over the last couple weeks, God has really been revealing himself along with some specifics of the season that I'm in. And that's really important as you grow spiritually to be able to identify what season you're in. And believe it or not... Believe it or not, it's springtime for me. And a lot of people are like, well, Drew, you just said you're dealing with stuff and, you know, it's, sometimes there's trash over here. How on earth is it springtime? Because we look at springtime as being, you know, fresh and new and everything that we would desire it to be. But we, can, we misconstrue our springtime with our summer. Summer, things are in full bloom. Okay. Things are in full bloom in the summertime. But in springtime, things are, the dead things are starting to regain life. Let that marinate. Oh, because that just spoke to me. The dead things are starting to regain life again. The, the, The barren and the emptiness, the empty trees are starting to bear fruit again. They're starting to bud, just sprouting, just barely. People are getting sick in the springtime. It is spring right now. Everybody dealing with allergies seem like, like everybody sniffling and carrying on. And it's like, I'm in springtime right now. I'm dealing with the, the aftermath of my winter. And I am again, seeing glimpses of my promise, but it's still out of reach. And I've been so frustrated some days because I can see the potential of my promise, but I cannot reach it. The fruit that are on the vines are not ripe. They're not tangible. They're not something that you can ingest and enjoy. So sometimes I've been frustrated. I got to be honest and say, sometimes I have been frustrated and recklessly wanting the fruit now. So... I can say that there's been days where I have tried to pick off of that 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 just barely bloomed thing just to see if it's, it's edible and it ain't and I'd be disappointed. But I'd be disappointed with the wrong one. It needs to be me. I need to check me. I need to check my heart. Because the thing that I'm wanting to be ready right now just isn't. And this could be anything. This could be. The career that you're 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 fighting for, that degree, that spouse that you've been praying and fasting and saving yourself for, it could be your marriage that you've been petitioning heaven for. It could be getting to be a parent. Like it could be anything. It could be parenting well. It could be forgiving your parents. It could be anything. It could be anything that you needed to be. Whatever promise that you just feel incomplete without or whatever promise that you know belongs to you and you've been focused on that thing, you've been holding on to that thing and it's still out of reach, you might feel stuck. You might feel stuck. And here's what I need to tell you because the Holy Spirit told me so clear. He said, Landria, you are not stuck. You're distracted. Why did he say that? <laughs> you're not stuck, you're distracted. You are so focused on the promise, that you've lost. you have lost sight of the one that made the promise. You can never be so focused on the promise that you lose sight of the one that made the promise initially if you're looking for your promise to come to come you have to turn around and say lord what am i missing am i in my promise and i have no clue am i am i missing something the only one that can answer that is the one that made the promise so since you're not stuck you're distracted and if you're distracted i want to give you some tips on how we how we can steward our waiting season a little better than we already are right now um, yeah I'm gonna give you some tips and I am actually going to be reading the Bible today um, but there's a there's a little clip in this Bible that I'm reading. we're not at our redefining moment yet, just yet but there's a clip in here and it says rest and trust and that is literally the very thing that God confirmed in my spirit about what I need to do. To steward my waiting season well, I have got to rest, rest in the knowledge of who God is. He's not a man that he can lie, so he can never, he can never lie. So when I start to feel like, well, Lord, maybe I misheard you. No, you're losing faith and you need to trust what I said and what I promised you and that it will come to pass. I'm going to read this really quickly. It says, rest and trust. And it says, there is something inside the heart of people that requires a human response to adversity. We demand action both from others and from ourselves when difficulties come. So the response God desires as as pictured in this verse, and we'll read it in a minute, is counterfeit, is counterintuitive, quietness, trust. Most people, whether now or in Isaiah's day, would say that these are not common ways to react in times of crisis. It's far easier to trust in horses and chariots than to rest and find strength in the Lord. Nevertheless, when people know, understand, and believe in the character of the Holy One of Israel, they can fully and completely rest in him. For the people of Isaiah's day, this trust was too much, and they felt as though they must take matters into their own hands. People who believe in and follow the gospel must fight the urge to do the same, taking up arms as a replacement for faith in God's ability to save completely. Walking in the way of Jesus means fully resting in him and his ability alone to fight on our behalf and win the battles in his people experience. That is people experience. What? What? Mind you, that's not even the verse that just encouraged me so much. When I talk about, you know, my experience on the beach that day and the level of rest and the level of wholeness and completeness that I felt. um, I can't live there because I have life to live outside of it. So the more that we rush to that place of safety, the more that we intentionally design our life in a way to create those moments to be with the Father, to understand the heart of God towards us, to understand the character of the Father, The easier this wait is going to be, the more enjoyable our waiting season will be because it doesn't have to be miserable. And we don't have to make the mistake of overstepping our our boundary of humanness and trying to act in God's place, because when we do that, we make mistakes. We wind up in a situation that we now need to be delivered from. And had we been obedient, had we been still, had we been patient, had we been graciously waiting instead of recklessly waiting, this wouldn't have compounded and wouldn't have compounded and been something that God now has to deliver us from. We've got to get to a place where we're okay with stillness and lack of movement, all right? What kind of waiter are you or waitress? Are you, are you a reckless one? Are you a patient one? Are you a gracious one? Let's work on that. Ask the Father, God. What kind of waitress am I? Am I, am I the kind that's gonna get the tip? Is that's really gonna get what above and beyond what I anticipated that the normal gratuity? Because if you sit and waiting graciously, and you are Doing everything that you need to do. You better believe that the promise is going to be, you're going to get it with some interest. I believe that wholeheartedly. The better you wait, the better you wait, the richer that promise is going to feel when you you finally taste it and you get it. The richer it's going to be. We're going to transition into our redefining moment because it's not going to be a long episode today. It's just you and I, and we're going to get you on the rest of your day or the rest of your week. But let's transition into the redefining moment. So the verse that I recently ran across that just spoke to me about how to steward my season well um, is Isaiah chapter 30 verses 18 through 26 and I'm reading and it says yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you therefore he will rise up to show you compassion for the Lord is for the Lord is a God of justice blessed are all who wait for him people of Zion who live in Jerusalem You will weep no more. How gracious he will be when you cry for help. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. Although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, your teachers will be hidden no more. With your own eyes, you will see them. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear the voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Then you will desecrate your idols overlaid with silver and your images covered with gold. You will throw them away like a minstrel cloth and say to them, away with you. He will also send you rain for the seeds you sow in the ground, and the food that comes from the land will be rich and plentiful. And that day, your cattle will graze in broad meadows, the oxen and donkeys that work The soil will eat fodder and mash, spread out with fork and shovel. In the day of great slaughter, when the towers fall, streams of water will flow on every high mountain and every lofty hill. The moon will shine like the sun and the mountain and every... The moon will shine like the sun and the sunlight will be seven times brighter, like the light of seven full days. When the Lord binds up the bruises of his people and heals... The wounds he inflicted. When I read that thing, that thing ministered to me because when he talks about the, he literally says that your teachers will be hidden no more. There is a lesson that is to be learned in this current season that you're living through. And if you miss it, you will be ill-prepared for the promise. Don't don't miss that. If you miss the lesson that is to be learned in this current season, you will be ill-prepared for the promise. Because the promise is going to come with platform and greater responsibility. To whom much is given, much is required. So you better believe what you're praying for is going to come with greater responsibility. The more that you want will require more of you. If your prayer is to be married and to be a spouse, you better believe there is going to be more required of you. Things that you never thought that you you had the capacity to do. You have to get those things in another season, or you will be ill-prepared for the thing that you're praying for. You'll be ill-prepared. And then he goes, on, then he goes on to say, you know, he just talks about the promise itself. He highlights the, the promised land and what it's gonna look like and what it will feel like to reassure me that it's coming. And then the very last thing that he said in verse 26. He confirmed the wounds that I have. Those are things that he allowed to happen. We don't have to give the enemy credit for things that he has no hand in. Okay? And we tend to do that sometimes. Sometimes God is teaching us and he's disciplining us in a way that is uncomfortable and it feels unloving and it's not he does those things so that we get we we get that, that emotional fortitude and that strength, that spiritual strength that we're going to need in the next season, he can't give that to us, he can't give us the promise until we've been broken to a place and rebuilt to be able to withstand the weight of the promise alright So be encouraged. Your promise, it is coming and it will be beautiful, but it requires so much more of you. Don't abandon this season of waiting. Don't go out and create a counterfeit promise that you later have to be delivered from. Sit in this waiting season. Glean as much as you can from this waiting season and know that the buds, the the potential that you see is just that potential. It's not ready. It's not ready. And you don't have to make the mistake of grabbing off the brines and grabbing off the branches because you'll be disappointed with the fruit that you're consuming. Wait graciously. Your future your future, your promise relies on it. All right? That's it y'all. That's it. Like I said, we ain't going to be here all day. <laughs> I love y'all. Thank you so much for every every outreach, every text message. And I mean y'all have been really confirming confirming God in my life. For for a while now, I've questioned my voice whether it would be, you know, this this thing that whether this podcast would be useful of it or if it was an outlet. And every text message, every comment, every time that you tell me that, oh my goodness, you spoke to me, it confirms so much that I'm on the right path because God can send you guys to speak prophetically into me as well. Every time that you say thank you, it reassures that I did exactly what God told me to do. And that gives me the confidence and the reassurance to keep going. And I thank, I thank God because he doesn't have to give me those. I, I can just be doing it blindly and doing the work. And there's been seasons, there's been times where I have done just that. But again, that potential, the promise that I, you guys are a part of my promise. Your outreach is a part of my promise. So thank you. Thank you. Y'all do me a solid because we are going to have a guest next episode. So do me a solid. Don't miss this guest, okay? Make sure that you've done the work. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Share this with someone else that needs to be a part of the fan bam. And like this video. Like this video. Until next time, folks wait graciously. Your promise is on the way. Y'all have a good one. Love y'all. Bye.